Welcome to my Idaho friends. I am your host, Jaime Lima, and we will be having conversations with business owners and centers of influence throughout the state of Idaho. Please make sure you follow us on our YouTube page and our Instagram, and I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. And welcome to another episode of My Idaho Friends. Yet again, I am your host, Jaime Lima, and thank you for joining us today. As always, huge shout out and many, many thanks to Argos Productions. Erica, Justin, sweet baby James out in the back, making sure we all look good and everything's working and everything is just on time. Um, as always, if you're watching uh, our show and we're already on our YouTube page, please subscribe, please like the content and check out the links at the bottom. One of them will be uh, the link for um, the Alliance of Idaho a nonprofit that helps protect the human rights of those most marginalized here in the local area. So please check out their mission, their vision, and if you can, go ahead and support. Today, we have a most awesome sauce episode. We have a couple of fine, fine gentlemen uh, that are gonna really like bring up the, the panache of the show. I'm using very big words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I am so very happy and honored to introduce uh, my friend, uh, Scott Sword and John Sword. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. All right. Uh, so everybody's go. pumped up. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their drink. We got a little bit of local whiskey. We mm -hmm. got a little bit of water for you, uh -huh. John, because yep. you're driving. Mm -hmm. I am not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have water too. Yeah. But um, no, but today's today's episode is pretty special, and I always say that Idaho. So settle down. I know, mm -hmm. but I really mean it. These times, mm -hmm. last times were all just lies. <laughs> um, it's it's really cool, uh, John Sword, who you, mm -hmm. who I met uh, through your nephew, my mm -hmm. my buddy uh, here, Scott, who's a fellow uh, Marine veteran. Um, you, you guys uh, have introduced me to Everlasting Tree, mm -hmm. who is who you're with, John. Right. And um, before we start hitting whatever lasting green is, uh -huh. what you know, whatever lasting tree mission is all uh -huh. about, I want to get a little bit of background for from the from the both of you. So usually go, we go ten years back on time, and we go where we're at right now, and where we're gonna be in the future. Mm -hmm. Now. You're a very young fellow, <laughs> but you're also no spring chicken. Uh -huh. So we're probably going to go back a little bit farther than uh -huh. 10 years for you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I would like for, for uh, our good friend here, Scott, to start to see where he was at, you know, then and just give us an idea of where you're at right now. Yeah, for sure. So um, like you said, I am a Marine vet, uh, joined after 9-11. Um, served four years active, one year uh, in the reserves. Did one combat tour in Iraq, spent most of my time in Okinawa mm -hmm. with 3rd Recon Battalion. After I got out, I went to BSU, got my undergraduate, met my wife. Uh, then I had a short career in HR for about six months and then transitioned to tech. And I've been a software engineer uh, since then. So approximately like the last 10 years, I've been in various companies uh, throughout the valley. And now I'm at uh, Intuit, which was acquired by T-Sheets. And uh, I have two kids that, uh, you know, keep me busy most of the time, as you know, with your two. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think so for the next 10 years, I don't know, you know, where it's going to take me. I think 
trying to really make sure I capitalize on these kind of golden years with my kids. Uh, travel, probably travel more because I've just, you know, worked a lot, you know, over the last decade. So right. really focus more on family and, you know, my house, you know, do a lot of house projects and stuff like that. Pretty boring. You sure do. Well, yeah. it seems like boring to the untrained eye. I mean, you're taking a <laughs> bunch of walls down yourself and trying to figure out the electrical. Well, I, I learned most of it from John, you know. I, I've, I think this is my fourth house now that I'm uh, uh, doing some sort of remodel on. And I got that start when I got out of the Marine Corps. Um, John helped me get my first house and then kind of helped build my confidence to start doing like bigger remodels and you know if I ever got in trouble or you know like got in hot water with something he's always kind of like my bat signal that would come over yeah. and bail me out. That must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun and yeah. it is a lot of fun. There you go. I continue to have fun with that. I once made a birdhouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're like the same. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Well I get more upset with him when he doesn't call me as opposed to when he does. Right. You know yeah. see there you go. He just yeah. thinks he's got it figured out, but he uh-huh. still has yeah. so much more to yeah. learn. Yeah, you can't leave now. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so thank you for that, Scott. And then yeah. uh, and then thanks to you, and very recently, and I mean last week, you were kind enough to introduce me to mm-hmm. John, your uncle, John Sword. So John, we're gonna do it a little bit different for you. We're not mm-hmm. we're we're not gonna do present time right away, and mm-hmm. we're not gonna go into the future. We're gonna rewind this. I can go a little bit back in time so back in your working days because you're currently retired Uh sort of right you know you still have a passion project that you Mm -hmm. continuously work on and that's what we're going to talk about but before all of that happened what what were you doing um the the way i usually do this i've been asked this in the past i like to start with the fact that scott and i are both native idahoans okay Uh, if you're familiar with the uh shoshone falls out of twin Mm-hmm. Uh, our, uh, my great-grandfather, his great-great-grandfather homesteaded the north side of the falls in uh, 1892. Of course. And if you're familiar if familiar with Table Rock on our same side of the family, our mother's side of the family, on her, her aunt's, my great-aunt's on her mother's side, actually opened the quarry at uh, Table Rock in 1884. And uh, I have uh, worked for that company, my brother did. They didn't have the quarry anymore, but when, as we were growing up and our father ran the Union Pacific Depot uh, at the end of Capitol Boulevard, he was one of the bosses up there. So we sort of grew up out in the gardens and stuff. So we're really sort of Idaho people. Uh, of course. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's sort of where we came from, what we do. And I always liked the, the wood thing. I worked for two business people in town uh, out of high school. I didn't go to college. And uh, they owned like seven different businesses in town. And I worked directly for those two. And uh, it was just a great experience uh, to learn, uh, being able to see at all these different businesses. And they uh, treated me just like one of their sons. So you just learned a lot in, in doing that. And when I left there, I've been in business for myself ever since. And, and when, when did you strike out on your own? When, when was, did you get the skill set to do it, all the it was, things? It was like an 88 or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I can't. It's all blurry anymore. But, yeah, and, I always, and I started buying homes for myself and fixing them up. And that if, what a lot of people call the, you know, flipping the houses, it was longer than that. But, uh, and I always enjoyed doing that. And wow. I was able to work with an electrician and a plumber who had licenses. Uh, back in the 70s and early 80s, and uh, he said if I would teach him how to work with wood, 
he would teach me how to be an electrician and a plumber. And so we had about 10 years that we worked together on stuff. I don't know if I ever taught him how to work with wood, though. I feel bad. He's since passed away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. We spent more time on him teaching me than me teaching him. So oh, well. anyway. And since, since I've been in, um, um, uh, employed by myself in companies and different investments, um, and that's sort of what I did. And then this thing started, and I never had to serve in Vietnam. I, uh, where all my friends were having to go to the service, I had a good number. It was a lottery system, and I always felt I owed because of that. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons we started our own project. It was a good way to give back. So let's jump on, on that a little bit, and, and this is the way in which um, Scott introduced introduce us as the current project, uh, Everlasting Tree. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you took up uh, exactly when you retired or you were still oh, working? Well, I was, I was uh, sort of semi-retired. I was still uh, would buy a house myself and fix it up, but we didn't do those really quickly. They could be a year or two project. And right. so it didn't want to make too much of a job out of it. So we were able to stop, uh, start Everlasting Tree at the same time. And it was the veteran side of that. We, my wife's aunt passed away and they had an urn over in Oregon and uh, they wouldn't sell it because they couldn't replace it. I mean, it was a nice urn, but you know, it wasn't made of gold or anything, you know? And so we saw that was sort of interesting. So we, you know, that's not that hard to do. So we made a few urns. Uh, out of the shop just to see what they would do. And then from there, so we had a little bit of experience and I was at a veteran's uh, funeral here in uh, the Idaho State Cemetery, Veteran Cemetery. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you've ever been there, the bugle's going, the gun's going, and uh, the flag's being folded. And all this is being done over a plastic box. And to me, it was sort of the elephant in the room. And right. we thought there maybe it was a way we could make that a little bit better. And that's what's happened here now is we've just worked on this to where we have a box where that takes that plastic box and they can put in it for the ceremonies. I knew I couldn't make a, a urn for every veteran, but maybe we could make them for the cemeteries. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of where, how that sort of started. <clears throat> from. Okay. So, so you are everlasting tree then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To, so my name's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my wife's. Alone, alone, yeah. alone uh, and unafraid. You uh, guys as a couple. So, uh, uh, yeah. well, first of all, thank you for for, for that. Uh, you know, as, as a veteran, I'm sure your nephew feels the same way. Uh, you know, we most certainly appreciate it, you know, for all of those. Well, I'm the one that owes, you know, for this because I didn't have to serve when everybody else was going. So That's it was, it. it's, it's my privilege and to give back. You know, it's, well, just, it's it's a sentiment that is most certainly appreciated. Uh -huh. Scott and I are cheering yeah. to you. Uh -huh. there you Cheers. Go. There you go. Uh, local whiskey made here in Idaho. Center fire. It is delicious. Yeah, center fire whiskey. Go yeah. check them out. Last season was like, what episode was it? Mm -hmm. Oh, Erica is not here to so tell me what episode. Uh -huh. She's my fact checker. Uh -huh. She's unavailable today. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, and I have some notes over here. Uh, you know, American veterans, American veterans ceremonial urn covers, and you guys bear with me, Idaho, you know that I have an accent. Mm -hmm. So this here says this, this ceremonial urn covers are designed and created by Idaho artist, John Sword. John donates urn covers to veteran cemeteries and veterans organizations where they are used by the family and friends of American veterans during the ceremony or funeral service. 10 of the 14 cap 
uh, cavities in the base of the urn contained sand or soil from battlefield locations where veterans served. Additional soils can be placed in any of the four empty cavities. You can see a list of the soils below, and we have Pearl Harbor, Omaha Beach, Peleliu Island, Iwo Jima, South Korea, Guadalcanal Solomon Islands, Guadalcanal Solomon Islands, Islands Henderson Field, Guadalcanal Solomon Islands Bloody Ridge, Quezon in Vietnam, and Bella Wood, France. Mm-hmm. That's quite the touch. You know, the, the, you know, and we're proud of those, but... You know, and, and it's a cha- changing dynamic there a little bit because we're always looking for more soils. And oh. so when we find somebody's traveling somewhere, if we travel somewhere, you know, we're always trying to get more uh, soil. So anybody out there that uh, if you're traveling next to a, find yourself on a battlefield somewhere and you take the soils with permission, and a lot of times what we, we will do is like in Pearl Harbor, the sand, uh, Pearl Harbor is a big piece of concrete. Right. You know, and so we get sand as close. It's outside the base because there just wasn't any sand there to get on the right. thing. And when I was at Bella Woods, I was there in, in 2018 at the anniversary of uh, World War One, the end of World War One. They they gave us permission to get the wood we made some pins out of and, and the soils, but there still occasionally can find a, a remains there. And so right next to the road where they had cultivated the soil is where we picked up the soil there because you always want to be respectful of the right. cemeteries. That's so. awesome. Well, you brought up the next point that I was okay. going to ask you about. And then, like you mentioned, uh, the pens that, uh-huh. that you guys make. Um, and that's also... How we met. Yes. I was fortunate uh-huh. enough that Scott, which by the way, thank you again. Yeah, no worries. Brought me along uh, mm-hmm. for you to teach me how to make uh-huh. this wooden pen. Did a practice one first. That was uh-huh. key. I uh-huh. appreciate that. And then this, uh, the second was a Bellow Wood commer- commemorative pen. Right. Uh-huh. It's hard to say. Tell us about that, please, okay. John. If if uh, Bellow Wood was a, a big battle for the Marines in um, World War One, and we got into World War One just at the end of the war. And as and I've read a little bit about it, but don't check me on history too much here. Uh, <laughs> when, the, uh, when the Marines got over to uh, Paris, basically, and this is about 60 miles north of Paris, and they were entering the lines, the French wanted to break them up and put them in with other people, and the Marines says, no, we fight together. Right. And so as they went into the lines, the French were coming back through. They had been sort of defeated. Uh, and so and then the Germans hit the Marines and they said all of a sudden they started noticing that all their shoulders were getting uh, soldiers, the German soldiers, were getting shot right in the head. And they realized something had changed from the French who were walking the other way to the Marines they came about. On. And that's where the Battle of Ella Wood took place. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we were over there and we were fortunate enough to uh, get a little bit of wood. And we, uh, I thought, well, we could make some pens out of that. And we're going to wander a little bit to the relationship we have with the Medal of Honor Society now. But, mm-hmm. And I thought that'd be a great gift to the Medal of Honor recipients that are Marines. And yeah. so that's how we got those. And now you helped us with Pele Lu. We got a little piece of wood from there. And that's mm-hmm. also a big uh, battle for the Marines. And we will also, the first 12 go to... Uh, the uh, Medal of Honor recipients that are still alive, that are Marines. That's Actually, <laughs> you guys will probably get yours first, but you know. We'll, 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 we'll. <laughs> you, you didn't say that. Um, uh-huh. What is the Medal of Honor? 
uh, Medal of Honor Society. The, the Medal of Honor Society is uh, an organization that they belong to that sort of represents them. There's actually the Medal of Honor Society, and then there's the Medal of Honor, I can't remember what they call the other, which is more of an organization business type that I think generates some funding for them. The Medal of Honor Society is just all the members that have received one are part of that society. And it's a closed society. They don't do a lot of advertisement or anything like that. Right. And uh, we always tread lightly with what we say about them because mm -hmm. they've let us in and we don't want to ever violate any confidence that they have. Absolutely. And, but at this point, we've done four urns for Medal of Honor recipients. That's and, wonderful. And also getting to know them and getting to know their families is pretty special. I mean, yeah. I mean, these urns are very special. These things are absolutely stunning and beautiful. You want to talk to us a little bit about these, please? Uh, this one, um, the leaves on top of both of these urns, uh, the leaf itself was collected at Arlington National Cemetery. Um, and that would have been, actually, we've went through several leaves, but uh, that's probably 10 years ago now, time flies. And so the, the leaf was from Arlington National Cemetery, and we had it bronzed at Valley Bronze in Joseph, Oregon. And we went there because I had taken a tour of the foundry. The, um, they had, when we were going through, they were doing the work for the uh, uh, World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. As I got to know the people, I also found out they did the uh, frames for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. So it's important to who makes sales, not only where the leaf came from, but they do it. And we have a great working relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so we think that gives the urns a little more significance of having the leaf on there as sort of the handle, the lid to pick up on it. Yeah. And uh, this particular one here, the ribbon, <coughs> uh, which is the blue necklace, I call it, I guess, that going around there, uh, actually uh, I was given from the family of Art Jackson, a local Medal of Honor recipient, and that was his ribbon, and they were nice enough to give it to me. We use this for display and for me to fit it around to make sure it's the right size when I make one. And then the, instead of the medal on there, uh, that is a challenge coin of arts that we use for taking our pictures. And then we take this to display it. And the Medal of Honor Society also has pictures of this. And, and oh, I'm on their website. It's a private right. website. For yeah, I mean, this is just absolutely exquisite. I mean, and having it, I mean, it looks beautiful on the picture, uh -huh. but to see it here in person, again, yeah. it's, it's... And inside there, there's, uh, I think there's 20 uh, pens. You see a few of them outside there. Right. And the pens go with these when we uh, send them over to the recipient. And so, and the pens are made out of scraps of wood off this, whatever particular room we're making. So they have those to give out to gifts, whoever they want to. Wow. So like family members and Yeah, like well, that. it's up to them. You know, I mean, that's what my thinking is. Yeah. But, you know, you can control this only so much. You give it away and yeah. then away it goes from there. Wives, yeah. girlfriends, no, uh, yeah, nev never vote at once or maybe yeah. by then it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes I don't want to know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's up Spouse, to them. Spouse, lovers, yeah. boyfriends, husbands, it doesn't matter. When, when it, you come up with these ideas, you can only push them so far and control so much. Yeah, you know? yeah. After that, it's up to the family. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, they're, they're really gratifying part about this is uh, getting to know the families. And have you seen, and I'm, I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but we do watch what we say about the Metal Launch Society. You've watched the movie Forrest Gump? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so that was Sammy Davis 
that when uh, Tom Hanks is receiving the medal from mm-hmm. Johnson, that's actually Sammy Davis, and they put Tom Hanks's head on him. And that's actually his ceremony. And In the uh, scene you're talking about? In the, in in the, the scene, scene where he in, receives the medal? Yeah, well, in yeah. the scene where he's receiving it, that's actually Sammy Davis and Tom Hanks's head was put on for the movie. Uh, well, uh, Sammy Davis and Dixie, his wife, were here well, two summers ago. And they were doing a meet and greet and, and here for about a week. And they were nice, to go, uh, nice enough to come over to our house on Sunday and hang around for a while. And that's pretty special. That is know. super special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to have that kind of stuff. Uh, Woody, who was 96, we did one for him. And uh, I still hear from these people at Christmas and uh, that kind of stuff. And uh, Woody is just great to talk to. I've met, never met him, but uh, we talk probably twice a year. And uh, that's this great relationship to have with these people. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Now, what kind of wood are you using for these? And how long does it take you just to make one? Uh, the, the, this is Paduk, um, uh, the red one. Mm-hmm. It'll darken with age. And I started making those, and I still, that is all we use for the Medal of Honor Society. Uh, the other one, the far one from me, uh, is made out of walnut. And uh, we will use uh, black walnut for the most part. Once in a while, I'll have some California walnut come in, but most of it's always eastern black, uh, black walnut. And uh, I don't share with the time it takes to make those. Fair enough. Uh, it is uh, probably 10% of what people think it takes. I've just made so many of them now okay. that it is just, uh, let's put it this way. I can have one of those done in a day. Okay. And still have time to have coffee and eat <laughs> breakfast and everything. So, But I've just made so many, and that's what I do. I mean, I do this for a living, so and right. I have the tooling to do it. And, you know, once you sort of figure this out and that out, you know, the first one probably took me three days. And then we slowly okay. got it down and found new tools and new ways to do it that they wow. just go a lot faster. Okay. What about the design? What does this does the design have any meaning? I mean, there's a it's lot of... It's just the just wave. I mean, I, we call it the wave. And just as a way to describe it, but in woodworking, you're always taught to make straight lines, good joints, and mm-hmm. a defined curve. And I just got tired of it. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I think you had the opportunity to sit in one of our chairs. Yes. And those are just simply an expression of no straight lines, don't know what I'm going to do when I start them, and not sure what I did when I got done with them. Uh, and those chairs uh, will lose probably anywhere from 40 to 60% of, 60% of their weight by the time we're done with them. And so there's more on the floor a lot of times than what we started with. <laughs> but it gives the artistic part of it. And that's what I want to do now is have fun with that. Yeah, I mean, okay. they're just absolutely beautiful. Well, what you, are you, can, <clears throat> you can't not tell. I, I mean, it, it is wood, but like the, the curves and the, uh, the design and just the lines is just continuous. And it's there, just so, so nice to look at. There's two different parts when you make that kind of stuff. One is sort of the protocol of how to make joints and do stuff and how to do it right and timely. And then the other side is the artistic part of it. And so those two sort of come together there on the thing. And so you have to under, you have to spend years understanding how to put the stuff together. And then you can get to use your artistic part of it because you know it lets you do a lot more with mm-hmm. a piece of wood once you've worked with it enough. On that well, personal question, Scott. Hmm. And John, you're gonna have to forgive me because this hmm. may be a little grim. 
I have to ask though, is, is your wife going to be watching this? She's not going to be watching this. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> she probably will. <laughs> no, she, she could care less about me. <laughs> She's like, oh, hi, man. Rolls her eyes. Um, I'm kidding. She's a first class type lady. Mm -hmm. You are, Kirsten. She's awesome. <laughs> She's really cool. We are both lucky to have the wives we have. You know? Yes, you are. It, it's so money. nice to, to marry women that are so much smarter than we are. It just makes life easier. On the and patient. She doesn't laugh mm -hmm. at my memes, though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but she needs to pick up her game. Yeah. Or maybe you need to get better at your meme yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have a very, um, I don't want to say that comfortable relationship with, with, with this subject matter, but you know, we, all, we all go someday. Mm -hmm. we, all, we all go someday. Yeah. Um, would it be weird? I shouldn't say would it be weird. That's not the question. The real question is, will you ever work with John and have one of these made for yourself while we still have John? Is that something that you ever be interested in? I mean, I may do it uh, just for fun, you know, more than anything else. And the reason I say that is because, like, I don't know if I'm going to be cremated or not yet. Right. You okay, know? that's like, fair. And, like you, like, you bring that up. I mean... Like, my wife, Kristen, is very adamant. She knows right away, like, yeah, like, I'm being cremated. It's a waste to bury a whole body. It takes up space, blah, blah, blah. She's got kind of a laundry list of reasons for this. She's not wrong, by the way. Yeah, mm, not yeah. at all. I, and I, I wouldn't contest that. Right. I, and for me, it's more like, um, I don't know yet. You know, there's something about, like, the traditional kind of casket burial mm -hmm. and everything that um i i still kind of like am intrigued by i guess you could mm -hmm. say so i haven't made the decision yet but i mean at the very least it would give me a you know a, an excuse to hang out and shoot the shit with john and build yeah. something and you know worst case scenario i come out of the, the other end of the cool box yeah you know i mean and trust me like i've been building boxes with john for a long fucking time mm -hmm. you know so i have like i got boxes <laughs> you know and uh, all over my house of like stuff that i've yeah. built right and mm -hmm. we use them for jewelry boxes i mm -hmm. use them to like you know house like playstation and xbox controllers yeah. you know the scooby snacks yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a it's great to have i mean they're not not i mean obviously these are true like a, like a notch above the ones that like john and i make because mm -hmm. ours ours don't kind of have like the wave in it or mm -hmm. you know the special obviously like the, the special sand or leaves or anything like that right um but yeah, I, I I would leverage that more than anything, I guess, just for more time to just, you know, be in the shop. Yeah. yeah it's fun to hang out. And, yeah. and spawn time. Which you yeah. need to come over and experience yourself. John, you know, like, it's going to be so much better once I'm there. I know jo uh -huh. I, I know Scott's family, but, uh -huh. oh, man, are you in for a treat when I come over? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Really, I'm incredibly humble. There. I don't know I'm if you noticed. Well, you did a good job on the pen the other day. Well, thank you. That's because you were there. making. You know, you're keeping me honest. Yeah. Well, I, gotta, I, I, I appreciate you taking all the pictures and all the video. That was fun. Uh, um, uh, actually, speaking of, I'll see... Oh, sure. That we'll have some of that in the in this episode. Um, uh, you had some pictures while you were there, didn't you? Sweet, sweet baby yeah. James in the back and make it happen. As I'm talking right now, there's probably gonna be some video of my goofy ass making the pens, and it's just gonna. Oh, be did you did you beautiful. hook him up with the video? I'm going to now. Okay, yeah, I still have it on my phone. Um, I, well, I thought I brought a list of the people who had done uh, the pins along okay. with you, and I I don't have it here with me. That's quite uh, all right. But uh, I'll try to. Um, Ken Rogers, who was uh, a Marine at Quezon, he's, yep. he's done a very good film. They have a new film coming out. 
Uh, he's came over and done one. Uh, Mike Masterson, who has the Veterans News Network newspaper that comes out, if you're not a, a yeah. familiar with it. Um, and uh, so he came over and made one. And so it's just, we have one of the um, uh, guides to the Warhawk Museum coming over tomorrow morning. He'll make one, and he was a forward air controller in Vietnam. So these oh, are people wonderful. that are military people that I that I've got to know, and we have them come over and like you, and and they make a pen. And I think it makes it all that much more special. And that'll be on the card when we donate those to the Medal of Honor recipients who made all of these on the back of the card. That's and awesome. They they think it's pretty cool. That it, well, it is. It is a really really so, big deal. Of course, that's quite a list of names you got. Well, there. well there's some the neat people on it. On I was able to and, squeeze and in. It's nice called. to call them all friends. You yeah, know, that's, that's wonderful. That's the good part of it. Well, thank you. And thank you, Scott, for answering such a personal question. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no worries. I think. But don't be wasteful. We just get cremated so you can be in seven Well, the trend now nationwide is between 60 and 70% of the people get cremated now. It's, yeah. it's oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. It's so much yeah. more cost effective. Uh -huh. And I mean, I like, what are you going to do? I mean, like, for me, like, all my organs are going to go to science, the rest mm -hmm. of my body, too, and, like, you know, donate it so some kid in some college can, like, learn how to be a doctor. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. Everything else can just get burned. And then the beauty about being cremated is like when my kids are having game night, I can be there with them. So I'm going to put <laughs> as far as my will and testament and trust uh -huh. that, you know, when I'm cremated, my sons get to take turn. And if it's game night, uh -huh. I got to be there. So when, uh -huh. when they like get old enough to start drinking and they spill it. <laughs> I'm not going to know. That little video. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Somebody pick that up off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I have missed you, Scott. <laughs> but no, I just thought it was kind of cool, you know? It's just like, mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that ever since I met you, John. Uh -huh. And it's like, man, I always knew I was going to be cremated, but now I'm really, really yeah. going to get cremated. Well, we so, can fix you up with that. I would love nothing yeah. more than to you make a box with you someday. How Scotty would feel about making his own. How would you feel about making your own? I will be static. Yeah, we'll be happy uh, to have you come over Yeah, thank you. I, I think, um, you know, it's something, you know, to, well, it's just natural, you know, not necessarily has to do anything with like being brave or, or mm -hmm. having no fear. Uh -huh. I certainly yeah. wouldn't want to leave untimely. I would want to maximize right. uh -huh. my time with my family and my friends and my loved ones. But I like, to take away any of those decisions away from my immediate family mm -hmm. when the time comes. And, Give them now. And, and, yeah. and they're, I mean, and as of right now, there's very specific instructions. Like, like mm -hmm. for my stuff, like, Madeline will not have to, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going to be more significant? She's just yeah. going to be able to mourn and move on and upgrade to a far better looking, more successful, <laughs> you know, younger husband uh -huh. at that time. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and my kids are not going to have to worry about that because they'll know mm. that what happens is exactly what I want. And I'm hoping that when the time comes for them, that's how they do it. You know, one of the things that's happened, we learn early on there's no rules when it comes to urns, but we will provide an urn to a family. and. They will use a lot of times the ashes want to be spread somewhere, and so they use the our urn just for the ceremony, and then they will spread the loved one's ashes wherever they want to do, and then they keep it. And the next family member that passes, they use the same urn again for the same ceremony, and it gets to be sort of a tradition of uh, using that urn. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh -huh. You know, Scott, were you there at my last birthday party? You know, prior to COVID. 
maybe. Or, maybe, or were yeah. you busy working, being a responsible maybe, human yeah. being? Yeah. So, so John, for my birthday, uh -huh. you know, prior to COVID, I would just have a custom cake made in the uh -huh. shape of a penis. Uh huh. With little arms flexing. Uh huh. And a USMC tattoo on his chest. Uh -huh. It's the most wonderful thing. My wife hates it. Oh, uh, yeah. Understandable. Uh, yeah, understandably. Yeah. A lot of uh -huh. people show up and they're yeah. just like so very confused, you uh -huh. know, and like. Yeah. I mean, I have seen the penis cakes before. The penis cake, right? Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's just pretty cool. It's just uh -huh. like a thing, you know. Some people will get uncomfortable and they just forget. Like the military is just highly homoerotic. I'm like, uh -huh. <laughs> get comfortable with it. Uh, but, um, Maybe I can do something like that with the urn. So it's just really, <laughs> really. Yeah. But then yeah. we'll keep my wife out of the shop. <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. but we'll uh -huh. pass yeah. it down yeah. to my children and my grandchildren. Uh -huh. And you know they don't have to keep my ashes. By then you're right. But the El Chichi, my youngest, would have spilled it by then, and, I, uh -huh. and Napoleon would have eaten it. But like, like, because you, you want it to be like you don't want like Madeline to feel like she has to hide it, right? So like maybe uh -huh. what you could do is have a secret compartment, or like you lift the lid up, and then there's the dick. Uh -huh, you know, yeah. like like you have a dick compartment. Uh -huh. Listen, yeah. life's too short for secret dick compartments. Okay, it's all in or nothing. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I, as a matter of fact, I'll even probably go and put it on the trust and change it. Like if my children want to participate on anything uh -huh. that we might be passing down, uh -huh. that that needs to be changing from son to another uh -huh. every six months. Yeah. On full display. Uh -huh. A turning needs to be in the living room on the shelf, and yeah. then he just goes pass this on to my grandchildren. Yeah. You're welcome, family. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> we could make uh -huh. that happen. <laughs> we will. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We'll write. Uh, we'll, we'll invite Kenny, and he'll make a film out of it. <laughs> Check it out, Ken. <laughs> Quick, short film, 15-minute documentary. Anyway, that's enough of the nonsense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John, John's like, well, no, I gotta, I gotta be careful oh, yeah. when I share this video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, if we put this on our website, will you be insulted if we add a little bit of it out? Oh, uh, it's yeah. gonna hurt yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna well, lie. We're just like, you yeah. know, just put like, some custom work. Uh -huh, you know, yeah. you got the hidden menu. Yeah. You can just say you share the password and then you can yeah. click on it. And then you can get on it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Daggon Marines, dude. Uh -huh. yeah. I apologize, John. Yeah. No, no. I, I think it's great. I, just, I think it's a great it, idea, it's, too. It's how to sell it on the thing. And yeah. you know what the wonderful thing is? My wife doesn't watch this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll never know. Well, yeah. And, and just also know, John, that any, um, any representatives from the Medal of Honor Society, especially Marines, will take joy in any dick jokes. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's a generational thing. It's the, I, quite I, the proud lineage and heritage of... When I get a hold of this, I'll send it to Woody so Woody can see. <laughs> yeah. He'll enjoy it. He'll enjoy it. <laughs> this was not the direction that this episode was. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Uh -huh. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Oh, man. Well, thank, thank you guys for your service in the Marines. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Scott had nothing better else to do, and uh, uh, they used, and I needed to do something, too. So, yeah. and here we are. But, no, we appreciate the sentiment, and all jokes aside, that means a lot. If you were going to tell a story about you and I and your Marines, was when I sent you the syrup? I always enjoyed Oh, yeah. That. It was yeah. actually, I mean, do you want me to tell a I quick story? I do want to tell yeah, I, I love, That's um, why you guys are here. Uh -huh. So... 2004, Operation Iraqi Freedom 2, I was in country as part of the SOC detachment for the 31st Mew. Mm -hmm. And so this was around kind of the time where, 
you know, Phantom Fury was going on. Um, stuff was kind of really crazy in, in country. Um, and we were geared, like, uh, everything kind of had, had passed over through that through the fall and gotten closer to Christmas time. And we were going to be in country over Christmas. And so um, my mom got a bunch of people together and she called it like Operation Recon Santa. And, and they sent us just a tremendous amount of, you know, snacks, candy, homemade treats and goods. Uh, all, all, like a, a football at the time that was like signed by all the players of BSU. Um, like every, everyone in my platoon got like BSU t-shirts and stuff like that. And then John's sole contribution to Operation Recon Santa was this like big jug of um, maple syrup. And so I, I found this, I'm like, what is this, you know? And it was like oddly like, like this, it had a, it had been sealed with wax, mm -hmm. which I'm like, I don't, this is, this, okay, this is, this has obviously been tampered with. And I, and I opened it up and it was just like, I think it was just straight up whiskey. It was Crown Royal. It was Crown, Crown Royal. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I remember just cause you know, none of us had had anything and I'm surprised it made it through to be frank. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how they didn't mm -hmm. like x-ray that shit or something. But, oh, dude. Um, mm. yeah, and so anyways, we, we went into the, uh, the, the Connex boxes and just like hung out and cracked that thing open. Yeah. And I just remember like taking like two, like maybe a little drink this size, right? And I was just out. Yeah. You know, I was in the pocket, you know, out yeah. of nothing, right? Yeah. And, and I think I actually, I had a nice set of like Bose headphones on that deployment and I think I broke them that night because I got drunk and stumbled and they fell off my head and snapped. But, oh, yeah, so I, sad. I appreciated that these, gift. These that's the type of things as an uncle you can be proud of. That, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That is a fantastic yeah. story. <laughs> uh -huh. I, uh, I was able, uh, something similar like that happened. Oh man, where was I in 2004? <sighs> Fallujah. Yeah, I was in Fallujah. Yeah, in 2004, I was in Fallujah, uh, third battalion for Marine Regiment, and um, <laughs> uh, what I received, I received it in a bottle of Listerine. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool! Yeah. But like the original Listerine, not the blue kind uh -huh. or whatever. Uh -huh. But there was no wax seal on that. They uh -huh. just went ahead and just like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus takes the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they just closed it. <laughs> yeah, so you crack it on, and that's it. Uh -huh. And he made it. He uh -huh. made it, and it was something else. Uh -huh. I was terrified because I was a brand new Marine, so I was just like, oh my gosh. But it was like the greatest thing ever. Uh -huh. I made yeah, that thing I last. You made some friends, too. I did. I did. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody Everybody gets to share. Everybody yeah. gets to share. So <laughs> it was a very fortunate team. So whenever we were not in patrol, we got a tiny bit of R&R, &R, which was just like a corner of the corner of concrete <laughs> somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is it, just a little. Let's go to sleep. A little less rain. Just a little. It's a little less rain. It's no big deal. That's a great story. Well done, John. Thank you. Neato. Thank you. Well, I'm trying to keep favorite uncle status. Uh, is is yeah. there like a hard competition? Because it doesn't seem like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or my dad. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Perhaps that's what it is. Oh, man. Um, Oh, well. So, Scotty, uh, your time over at Third Recon, the whole time, Okinawa, mm -hmm. and then you were able to get uh, that deployment. And then after that, it was just your time to transition out. You were just ready to rock and roll. More or less, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was towards the tail end of my enlistment. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the Philippines once more and oh, nice. and, and did a parachute package there. And mm -hmm. 
you know, that's always, going to the Philippines is always fun. Hanging out with the Phil Mars and the Phil Seals are always cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever went to the Philippines. I, I never did, no. Yeah, they, they do some crazy stuff. So, I did I did go to Okinawa, and it's just the most glorious three months of, of my time. I, oh God, that's really difficult, but it's definitely top two. A lot of people did not like Okinawa because of all the restrictions, and they didn't want Marines to get in trouble, and like, just during the time that I was there, Oh gosh, I know. Hopefully, I don't butcher this, but I think it was like <clears throat> November of 2003 until late January or mid February. I can't recall, but I remember spending oh, yeah, my I first my first Christmas yeah. as a as a Marine and my first New Year's as a Marine there in Okinawa, Japan. Where, like Hanson or Schwab? Schwab. Yeah, right on the water. Yeah, Schwab. Like, it was just absolutely stunning. It was so beautiful. And a lot of mm -hmm. the guys... I was a little bit older, John. I joined in when I was 23. A lot of my oh, peers okay. joined, like, at 18. Uh -huh. uh, I had my buddy Schultz. He joined when he was 17. You were 12 years in? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was... Yeah. I was. I, I started, uh -huh. uh, yeah, my service was 12 years. Yeah. So, 2003 until 2015. Uh-huh. So... But it, and it was a great experience, too. I was, I was talking uh, to a friend not long ago, because this doesn't happen very often. But a lot of the guys that I served with on my first four years and then some were guys that I actually went, uh, we've been together since boot camp. Oh, okay. So uh, I was very privileged in my career for having, I, I, when, when you're friends, you're friends, you know, you have mm -hmm. your camaraderie and you have your brothers, but like some of these guys go way back when we were like civilians uh -huh. and, and going through the transformation of becoming yeah. a Marine and uh, to have that much time together through boot camp and then going to the same school of infantry and then from school of infantry just going all to the exact same unit and then going to that same exact unit and doing two and three deployments together to Iraq during yeah. that time it was uh it was wild we uh we clicked like really 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 mm -hmm. well throughout all four years uh and you know for not all of us but most of us still keep in touch yeah. and uh and then as I transitioned from three four uh and I, and I tried out and ended up in marsoc um some of those guys not necessarily from boot camp but there's some guys from the same unit over at three four made it over there so it still continued that camaraderie mm -hmm. all the way through so it's pretty neat and it's very unique because um with marines especially during a time of war at least like the, the GWAT, you know what we experience uh it's just a lot of mix and match yeah, and everybody around, comes yeah. from everywhere and then like oh here's the fngs there's like a dozen of them and they just get all spread out all over uh -huh. the place but we were all together like there was dozens of us mm -hmm. it's uh it's a pretty incredible experience yeah. it's pretty neat so i'm blessed awesome. yeah. yeah you jealous <laughs> I, 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 had, I have kind of a similar story where it's like i didn't go follow uh folks through boot camp but like mm -hmm. soi to like deployments That's and like neat. like we went through like selection like soi selection like pre pre BRC right. BRC and then third recon deployments. But like, that's huge, especially within the recon community. I mean, oh yeah, that, that's yeah. a big deal because you oh, guys totally. once you're in, so once you're in the reconnaissance community, John, yeah. you just don't leave. Yeah, at, at least not during that time. And if you were going right. to go anywhere, then you go to Marsog. Yeah, exactly. You, and uh -huh. in the beginning of Marsog, you just got pulled out of Marsog. And can you a, tell people what Marsog means? Marine Special Operations Command. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I try not to say that. Yeah, Thank well, you, John. Okay. <laughs> you noticed. Uh -huh. yeah. Way to go. Well played. Mm -hmm. Well played. Moving on. My part in this thing, yeah. <laughs> so, John, a lot of history, a lot of great, cool stories, mm -hmm. but one of my favorite things when I go and I visit you at your beautiful home, 
we get done, we're, we're rushing a little bit because I didn't have that much time, mm -hmm. I apologize. But uh, you're showing me your, your your beautiful home, which clearly has a lot of woodwork. Yeah. You know, yeah. wonder we, why. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you so like nonchalantly, like, oh, here's this desk that used to be on the Capitol building. Uh -huh. Oh, and yeah. here's this glass stained <laughs> window that uh -huh. came from, I don't know, where, where, the, where well, it came the, out of the Capitol building. Yeah, Capitol yeah. building. Why, mm -hmm. why do you have Capitol building furniture? Well, it's, it, I think as, a, uh, as an artist, when you uh, look at stuff, it has a, maybe a different value. I mean, I, I can see stuff in my mind, what to do with it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and with the history, uh, and I think a lot of that comes from where we're, you know, native Idahoans and all this kind of stuff. You just sort of gravitate towards being able to collect it if you can, if the opportunity right. comes up. And so that's sort of where it came from. I mean... There's that, but he's also like part of like this like good old boy like Boise group too, Thank you. right? I mean, Thank that's you, I translate like the native Idaho into like, you know, John would probably have lots of pals at Granny's back in the day that would be able to hook him up with all kinds <laughs> of cool shit. Well, back in the day, in the days of Granny's, I had a lifetime pass to the door. I mean. I mean uh, and then, so they just don't give those away. You got to earn that. Stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is not what we should be talking about. So anybody <laughs> watching, Grainies, uh, yeah. <laughs> is it? Gosh, has Grainy been around? Grainy's been around that long? Oh, it's yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's stories there we won't go into, but right, absolutely. Where was? It's. Uh, <laughs> We shouldn't even be going down this. Path. It's a bar, yeah. Idaho. It's yeah. a bar. If you're yeah. new to Idaho and you're watching this, or yeah. you're not from around here, it's a bar yeah. downtown. I think uh, it's still open. It's very oh, much yeah. open. It very yeah, much yeah. It's still upstairs yeah. and downstairs, and uh -huh. yeah. it's just same. It was uh, when I turned 21, and I, will, you know, it was around the time to like during the summer or the holidays. You always run into all your high school friends yep. there. Absolutely. And yeah. I still, I still think you do from like way back in the day. You like subtract 30 years and it's still like, oh, these are your high school friends. I was like, you're mm -hmm. 60. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, where am I? Just having a good time. I was like, all right. Way to go, grannies. Mm -hmm. Among other places. The yeah. stagecoach also have uh, quite the illustrious history. And oh, it does. It's great. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize stagecoach. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Stagecoach. I mean, yeah, a lot of local government policy was ominous damnus mm -hmm. right there. Oh, yeah. Did I say that right? That's Latin. Sure. I, yeah. I'm just going to go wrong with it. Uh, yeah, so that's, 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 that's quite the... <laughs> but yes, you're, you're very well networked, John. Well, it just comes from being here for yeah. 70 years For now. 70 years. Was, uh, and, you know, you just look for the stuff. When it comes up, mm -hmm. you know, put yourself in a position to be able to get a hold of it if you can and sit on it for a while till you figure out what to do with it. But it's... Uh, the windows, like in our sunroom, are from where Whole Foods is now, and there used to be a building for Forest Service and Fish and Game, I believe, and they tore those down. I was able to get the windows. And it just makes for a nice history, and it makes for a great room. You were in the room. Yeah, it was absolutely night. beautiful. Everything in the house is stunning, uh -huh, and you uh -huh. can tell, I can tell, that you had your hand <laughs> well, on it. You know, it's the other thing. It keeps you out of the bars. I guess so, yeah. yeah. You bring the bar nice. home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep us stocked. Yeah. yeah, we like to do that. That's really yeah. cool. All my children are very fortunate, you know. You are teaching Scott, you know, woodwork. I'm teaching my children how to put Legos together. It's uh -huh. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not the same. It is actually the same thing. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. not, John. But thank yeah. you. You're being uh -huh. very kind. No, it is. That's how <laughs> well, kids learn. I mean, I'm building a mini shop in my backyard, <clears throat> and you're just down the street. So you yeah. got to come over more, and we'll just build stuff. Oh, I have mm -hmm. to come over more. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll have you know, John. 
<laughs> if you if Scott Sore starts going through messages and texts, uh -huh. you, you, you would think that he's being stalked. Uh -huh. like, What's Jaime? Uh -huh. What does he want? Uh -huh. what he wants to hang doing? out uh -huh. and all this uh -huh. other stuff. And then he yeah. passes blame to his wife. I was like, oh man, like she's well, like Heidi and I appreciate the fact you came by the house. Well, and thank you, you. thank you. And she was very so. nice. She scared the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> I was like, ah, she's <laughs> right there, hiding behind her door. Very yeah. serious lady, and then she's got yeah. this yeah. big warm smile. I was like, ah. Now she's going to be yeah. watching this. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh -huh. I would like to come back. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> you have a wonderful yeah. home. <laughs> no, no, that's that's great. Well, you guys. Um, one more story, if you have the time for it. We have all uh, the time. Was, I was uh, going to touch on something, but we have all the time, John. On one of the first urns we did, which really motivated me to, to do more with this program, was uh, if you're familiar with the WASP from World War II, they flew the airplanes around the United States. And mm -hmm. they uh, weren't allowed into Arlington National Cemetery uh, because they said they weren't officially part of the uh, uh, military program. Right. And uh, <coughs> Elaine Harmon wanted to be interned at Arlington, <clears throat> and they had been up to that point. So, well, the family went to have their ceremony there, and they said they're no longer allowed in. And so the Harmon family um, took, went to Washington, D.C., and had a bill done. They lived in Washington, D.C., and uh, they're pretty smart individuals, and they were able to get legislation through in eight months that said the WASP uh, have to be let back in there. And... Uh, well, I saw this on TV, and uh, and I didn't know if I should intrude into somebody's family or not, but I was able to get a hold of Aaron Miller's number, a number of the grandchild, and asked Aaron, would you guys like an urn? And uh, they took us up on it, and we've developed a very good relationship with the family, and they were so supportive of us. And so when it came time for the ceremony, they invited us back there. And it was on uh, nationwide TV on, on every channel. And where you have no children uh, and your urns on TV, it's like the same thing. And so <laughs> we got to go to this uh, ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery, got to meet the staff at Arlington, the Army people and stuff. And we were very well received and encouraged to can do, do what we do. And then we got to go back to the hotel room and go from channel to channel and see your urn on there. And that was wow. one of our sort of special stories that really meant a lot to us. That's fantastic. And uh, I was... Uh, Terry Harmon, I just spoke to her uh, today, actually, on the thing on the phone. So wow. We still get to, uh, and Aaron Miller, the granddaughter, wrote a book and actually put my name in it. So, you know, you have the name in a book, I guess, no is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. here and there. He's yeah. big time now. Yeah, he's big yeah. time. I like it. Yeah. But the whole, the whole thing about this has just been so much fun and gratifying. The people yeah. we get to meet and hang around with, it's oh, Man. No, okay, we're gonna go down to a different rabbit hole now. Okay. It's very related. So, so question to you, John. Um, you know, with 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 all this work that you're doing, everlasting tree and and whatnot. You know, you're you're very active. You're doing all these things. What's what's the legacy, and will it continue after you're gone? The two things that will be my legacy, and I think you think about these more as a woodworker mm -hmm. than an artist, are the fact that uh, on our veterans' urns, uh, the walnut one there, uh, we now have, uh, you know, don't track it close as I should, but we have between 65 and 70 urns in uh, federal and state cemeteries 
uh, and we're in 14 states. Uh, there's an urn like that in the Punch Bowl in Hawaii, and in Alaska, the, at the federal cemeteries there, in the state cemeteries. And uh, the rocking chairs I build, I think they're of a high enough quality that people won't be throwing them out when they're done with them. They'll go down in families and stuff. Right. And most of those are being held for the, I call them the kids here, the nephews and, the, and that kind of stuff. So uh, we, we don't sell those anymore. They're just enough to probably take care of the family. So nice. that's sort of a legacy to leave behind on the thing that you can feel good about. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. It yeah. just it gets to live on. And yeah, stays and in the, the, the urns are really special, special for yeah. us that way because you know it's just they've got in ingrained and uh, there's the bottom piece of paper there, um, the email. Yes, if you want to read that, that I do. Is, I that, do. Thank you for that, that for is positioning that is, this. That is our target customer <clears throat> in the federal cemetery system, and this is a gentleman who called me one day, had seen one of our urns, he had worked up through the cemetery system in, in, as a federal employee, and had been transferred to the new director of the Pikes Peak uh, okay. deal. So, bear with me guys, the accent. Mm -hmm. So, he reads, John, I have finally had an opportunity to photograph the ceremonial urn cover being used at a committal service. So far, this urn cover is used almost every day and sometimes multiple times per day. The reaction from the families when they present us, when they present us a plastic urn, then see what we use this beautiful box to display it is incredible. My staff and our customers have all requested that I thank you and your staff for donating this urn cover. So, from all of us at Pikes Peak National Cemetery, thank you very much for your generous donation. That is our target customer right there. Is that's what we want to be able to do on the thing. Well, that's that's something else. That's something else, John. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Thank you. We're out of whiskey, Scott. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been sure. the moment. I was right? wondering, like, can I count as one of your staff? <laughs> you are the staff. <laughs> You're it. You're it. Well, again, um, you know, thank you for answering such a personal question and then for reminding me about this email. Yeah, this is wonderful and it's really, it's really cool to share. Um, and I, when I was asking about legacy, I wasn't trying to like put any pressure uh, on you or, in, or Scott, but you know, but like. When, when when we no longer have John's sword, uh, then everlasting tree comes to an end? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I'm not looking at, you know, building up a company or anything. We right. have to have a name for it and do that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. that was yeah, that was the purpose of that. I, I think it's an LLC or something for whatever accounting mm -hmm. reasons and right. that go on and that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, and we were happy with the name and... If the name goes away, that's okay. Scotty can have it if he wants it on that thing. But it well, was... I mean, yeah, you have a legacy, obviously, with the tangible things that you contributed to society, John. But, I mean, you can't ignore the fact of, like, the legacy in your family and the things that you've taught me. I mean, you've given me skills of, like, being able to be confident and build. And, like, I mean, I'm an engineer by trade. Like, I, I write code. But, like, the things that you've taught me are not only applicable there, but, like, in, in the, I take it and build things like I'm building a huge shop. I've done a bunch of remodels. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that without you. And I'm going to pass that on to my kids too. You understand, but our relationship really is built more on the fact that we got close enough now when your dad says, you know, I called Scotty, he didn't call, uh, call me back. I says, that's no problem. I'll call him. He calls me back. <laughs> you know? 
You don't know what that yeah, is. He's going to watch this. <laughs> you don't know what that is worth as, for your, as my brother to go, you know, to, and do that. I mean, it's just, Excellent. Know. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh -huh. <laughs> well played, one, one of the other things I'd like to mention here, you're talking about legacy and how this goes on. Yeah. The two uh, businessmen I worked for, one of them was very active in the community. And uh, he was instrumental in starting uh, uh, Funzy and in the uh, Festival of Trees mm -hmm. and the Bishop Kelly auction. Mm -hmm. And I got to watch that go on <clears throat> in, in the conference rooms and at work and all that kind of stuff. And how, when those people would meet, when they would start these things going, uh, how they were all laughing and have fun with it. And you just learn that, you know, it's, it can be fun to give back. It can be enjoyable, you know, right. and you can get people together and do it. Uh, when the uh, um, monument people that had the uh, uh, Ellison brothers that had the quarry, we worked, I worked there for two summers. And he was the chief potentate one of the Shriners. And he was an excellent example of there again, learning how to anybody can give back. And yet if you just sort of keep that on your slate, you know, when the opportunity comes up, which we had this, you know, you you saw a good fifth part, you know. You hear that, Scott? Is that, is that too sappy? Is no, it's not sappy because mm -hmm. it's now like, you know, you mm -hmm. say that and now uh -huh. I can look at Scott and mm -hmm. it's like next project that I have at home. You need to get your ass over yeah. to my place. <laughs> you can always hit me up. Yeah. Freaking get back. I mean, so like 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 John like John is like my bat signal when, when things would right. go down and mm -hmm. like now I'm finding like I have friends that are like I, I hey dude, I got this door I gotta put in and mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you come over here and help? And I'm like, Yeah, I, yeah. Now I've put in like a bunch of doors where but I used to call you for door help. It's, it's actually very impressive because every time, the few times that, you know, that I'm allowed over at this sort of uh, household, uh, depending on him and his wife yeah. are discussing, uh, are we going to let yeah. Jaime come in here? Uh, is yeah. he bringing his children? Yeah. <laughs> oh, his wife is coming? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, but like I, sh I show up. We I, love your kids, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I love your kids. Uh, That's something else right yeah. there that has marriage written all over it. Uh, <laughs> it's just so... High yeah. energy children, all four of them. Yeah. But uh, but no, I will go to Scott's house and sometimes you know unannounced because otherwise I don't get to see him. Uh -huh, right. And like I show up and like now like there used to be a wall there. Now the whole wall is yeah. gone, uh -huh. and then like the floor is gone. And he's like looking to pour concrete, yeah. and he's just moving studs and putting wood all over the place. And I said, like, oh, I'm just figuring out this wiring. And I'm uh -huh. like, no, man, like. You're gonna take out like the blo the block's power. Like, what do you think you're doing? But he's alone and unafraid. Uh -huh. Just a one man show, like doing all the things. And well, to me, the, that's really impressive. When he started doing that, I said, you know, I said, you know, you need to go for it, you know. And but if you have a problem, there's not much that we can't fix. So don't be restrained on doing that. Go after it, and we can always fix it. And I repeat yeah. that to a lot of my friends. <laughs> Seriously, like like there's uh -huh. nothing that you can do that we can't like get ourselves out of. Yeah. Uh -huh. Fun fact too. The house that they were living, we were looking at the house to purchase. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh. We, we almost, <laughs> yeah. almost died. And I'm glad, I, I'm glad we didn't because, mm -hmm. like, the like the vision and, like, the work and everything they uh -huh. have done, that, that house just looks absolutely beautiful. Well, it would be well, nice to get invited over every once in a while so, like, our well, families go hang out as much as they want to hang out. What I like about it is it's close to the depot, which is, you know, I spent so much time up there as a kid on the mm -hmm. thing. We were growing up in their gardens waiting for Dad to get off work. The, the right home with him. So it was that, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel a real connection to that to mm-hmm. the depot bench yeah. because of like grandpa and and mm-hmm. you and dad. Yeah, uh, of Scott's father, my brother, uh, was the section for him for the railroad too. So he kept oh. his tools and all that kind of stuff and had the keys to the building all the time. Which are stories we can't go into. But of was, course, of uh, course, no, it's for a but, separate day. But it was all in all that depot uh, <laughs> building. Makes, we've been in every corner of that on the thing uh-huh. to the bell tower to the when the bells are going on. We're going to do the, just a John Soros series. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up so you can get. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know. I didn't mean. It. I'm being like uh-huh. really serious. I'm yeah. just going to end up having to hang out with you because uh-huh. Scott doesn't want to hang out. So yeah, that's, that's okay. Well, you're welcome anytime. Thank and you. The only rule we have at the house is everybody leaves with their fingers. Uh, okay. That to, if I it's will, too I dangerous, would, I do it, and then you can go on. I would there, appreciate so. that. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a darn shame to come back after all those years doing well, the other line of work. Well, it's the wives and mothers that really get mad at me, I'm afraid, if that ever happens. <laughs> just, you know. No, that's quite all right. That's yeah. quite all right. We, nobody will lose their fingers, and uh, yeah. you know. And if and if we're drinking, the shop is closed, so no big deal. Well, actually, there's that sweet point when you're drinking out there that it just seems like you do better work sometimes. But we shouldn't be putting that. Some out people yeah. refer to that as the Balmer curve. Is that? What um. it is? Yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's based off uh, the former CEO and like head of engineering Steve Balmer at Microsoft, uh-huh. and I forget like. It's it, it's a it's a it's a very steep bell curve, where when you start you get maybe like a beer or two in to writing code, you just are in a super good flow state and very productive, and then right when you kind of cross that threshold of let's call it beer three, <laughs> that's when things swiftly go downhill. <laughs> very very steep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good to well, know. We believe in that. Uh-huh. We'll yeah. keep it at PBRs. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be okay. I don't know. And it's like, I don't think it's going to be a seltzer thing. You know, we just keep it at PBRs. I have, a, I have a question for you, John, before we start wrapping up. And then you'll get to repeat yourself all over again just for the sake of, like, making sure that everybody's got the information that they need. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about my friend, uh, Jenny Oliver. Hello, Jenny. Over in Spokane, she's a funeral director. Mm-hmm. She's kicking ass and taking, ta- taking names and just helping families and people during, like, some of the most challenging, you know, mm-hmm. times in their lives. She's incredibly uh, good at what she does, and you know that they, they are very, very lucky to have her. Why do I say all this? I introduce her, you know, to your program. She's not at a federal cemetery, uh-huh. you know, it's a it's a private outfit right. or whatnot. Somebody like her has a veteran family, and they would like to do something special mm-hmm. like this, what do they do? Where does she go to? What, what does she need to do? Well, what she can do is just call the, the cemetery in Spokane, uh, and I believe the name is Rudy. Uh, very nice guy. And, Rudy? Uh-huh. And, okay. And uh, uh, he'll ask if they have that available, and they, they will say they do. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it so much easier for the families. And uh, that's the way we like to approach it. If you could take the lid off and just pull the strap up a little bit, that'll bring the urn up that shows people this is what so often comes from uh, the mortuary. And that's why we designed these, is just so that box could have somewhere to be placed uh, in dignity yeah. uh, for the ceremony. And then they can easily pull it back out uh, after the ceremony, and uh, they'll place it in the wall, or sometimes they spread it in the gardens and stuff. And this gives uh, veterans uh, a way to have a dignified uh, ceremony without spending a lot of money. 
However, we find that uh, here they keep an actual log of how many people have, the people that have used each one of these. Mm -hmm. And it's getting a reputation that people want, and it's not a money issue. It's they want to follow the tradition of, of BNN using one of our urns. Gotcha. And that's gratifying to know that mm -hmm. they're yeah. that well received. Uh, huh. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Before we let you guys go, I'm sure your wife wants to see you. Uh -huh. Mine doesn't, but that's okay. <laughs> She's still good. She gets yeah. no choice in the matter yeah. anyways. Yeah. All right. You got your own camera over here. Just tell the people back at home. Anyone work. that sees this knows here we certainly have three of these urns in Boise. Uh, but if you're out of state or somewhere else and you have a state or federal cemetery in your area and you'd like to have one of these, just simply contact your uh, cemetery and they can contact us and we will provide them an urn. Everlasting Tree, you can always go tree. to their website, mm -hmm. www.everlastingtree.com. John Sword, Scotty Tuhati, Scott Sword, thank you so much for your time. Thank it's you. been an absolute pleasure thank you. sharing oh, stories man. and having uh, having uh, this time with you, John and Scott. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you for it's you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for your, you know, your authenticity and your willingness to share with all of us. And for you guys at home, thank you for watching. Again, please subscribe to the channel, like the content, feel free to send us some feedback. And Idaho, when you get a chance, get out there and be kind to somebody. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Cheers.